Lovey Smith is back in the news. Nothing bad. And really, it's because of Brian Erlacher in an appearance with Bussin' with the boys, which I believe is a Tennessee Titans podcast with Will Compton and Taylor Lewan. But Brian Erlacher made an appearance where he called former GM Phil Emery a weirdo who didn't like winning and fired Lovey Smith. Of course, Lovey was famously fired after going 10 and six. And after that, a series of disastrous hires occurred, including Mark Trespin, uh, John Fox, and of course, Matt Nagy, we don't need to go into that. But you know what? They hired Matt Eberflus this offseason, a coach who has drawn a lot of comparisons to Lovey Smith. Eberflus has that ball-hawking defense. Last year, the Indianapolis Colts were second in the NFL with 33 takeaways, second only to the Dallas Cowboys, who had 34. Eberflus, like Lovey Smith, loves the acronyms. A lot of loafs, a lot of hits. All that good stuff. So right now, if you want to take an opportunity to join the show, uh, hit us up in the comments, or you can tweet me at Adam Rank and answer this question. Did the Bears make a mistake years ago firing Lovey Smith? The answer seems pretty obvious, but you go ahead and do that, because right now I am going to ask Sammy to start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. It is me, Adam Rank. We have got a great show lined up for you today. We have one of our favorite guests of all time who's going to be joining us here in a matter of moments. But as a matter of fact, you guys, quick, quick on the draw. We've already received a tweet. This is amazing. And I know this won't make great radio, but Sammy, can we pull up this tweet real quick? It's from Lori, Lori Pants at Beatdown Savage. Okay. Um, in any event, she reaches out to a lot of us, including our friends at the Tape Never Lies Network, Berlissimo, Shane Marsa. Uh, she responds that Brian Erlacher was right. Emery was a clown who not only fired Lovey Smith, passed over Bruce Arians, and hired Mark Tressman. He crippled the franchise. There it is. Thank you, uh, Lori, for reaching out to us. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, because, as you a lot of you know, we made our debut. Debut. What am I? Debut, W, whatever. We are so happy to be on AM 1530 WCKG in Chicago. It is a great honor. And that's right. Every Friday, 2 p.m. Central, the SICK podcast is on AM 1530 in Chicago. Part of a cover two of Bears Greatness because right after us, the No Name podcast with our guys Olin and Jason, they're going to be coming up right after us. So this is a great two hours of Bears talk. And we are very proud to be a part of that. Listen, Olin and Jason, great pod. If you haven't subscribed to that podcast as well, please do. Because, of course, you can find us wherever you download podcasts. We're on YouTube. Also, make sure you're you're downloading the No Name, the No Name podcast. They do a great job, and we are so happy to be a part of this Bears family. And speaking of family, you know, I wanted to make sure that we got this guest on because he is a man who needs no introduction but I'm going to do it anyways. He comes from a football family that is legendary in the Connecticut area. Lehman Hall football rules. 
Uh, he is the co-host and co-creator of the Tape Never Lies Network. Every week he is out there spilling his guts, putting his heart on the line for you to talk about this great Bears franchise. And I think the most important thing in all of all is that he's my brother. And last night, or Wednesday night, excuse me, I'm a, losing track of time here, but on Wednesday night, he made his return back to the Tape Never Lies Network. It was so good to see him. So please welcome to the show, the Double D, Little R, capital P, Draft Dr. Phil. What Brother. is up? Listen, first of all, I love you. I'm, I'm happy to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm stoked to be on here. You got me fired up coming... Coming live in Chicago on the yes. AM airways. Look at that. So you got We got to keep it clean. radio. We got to keep it clean, though. This is one of the things, Sammy. First of all, we always try to be respectful yes. of Sammy. We don't want to. We don't want to hurt his delicate ears. This is Disney Plus, baby. But yeah, we got to be. We got to <laughs> keep it clean. It's not easy for us. We get a little passionate. We're like, yes. you know, two old friends. We sit there, and sometimes our, our anger. Gets the best, gets the best of us, but some we're passionate. We're passionate people, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. So I'm happy to have you on. I do want to go back. Um, we saw the tweet. We heard Brian Erlacher's comments. I know it's a lot of water under the bridge, but you know we have some time. It's in the news right now. What were your thoughts when Lovey Smith was was fired a number of years ago? Was, was it one, like it's still to this day doesn't make sense to me? And I think that Brian Erlacher is spot on. How do you feel? I think Erlacher's spot on with Phil Emery, but I'm going to be honest and it's probably not the popular opinion, but it's fair. I, I just remember that I felt like it was time. There was too many swings at the plate in regards to offense and what it is that the Chicago Bears lack there. It was like you had this Lamborghini on defense, but you had these tires that were made for a Volkswagen on offense. And that's really where his you know he started with terry shea and jonathan quinn and bringing them in if you look back historically you know even with mike martz everybody forgets with under lovey we you know the head coach you have a responsibility like a parent you traded away greg olson to me yeah. you traded away and nobody talks about this enough and i think this is the downfall you can't get off the bus running and then turn around and trade Thomas Jones out of town and try to, you know, put the politics over Cedric Benson at the time. Now I mean, we've yeah. had uh, Olin Krutz and, and a, a lot of his, and Jason McKee who their show's coming up next. I love yeah. those guys. Love uh, they, We've had them both on our show. They both defended Cedric, but you know, when you look in the mirror, Thomas Jones uh was something special and i think he was the heart and soul of what it is that the chicago bears needed at that time and in those areas i, I felt like lovey just it, his time was up now emory brian erlacher is 100 right <laughs> you're at the table sitting yeah. down and the only thing i can come away with in this adam is that phil was intimidated or Ted Phillips and Phil Emery were intimidated by Bruce Arians' big personality. 100%. And because Mike Ditka had that personality, mm -hmm. that I felt like these pencil pushers 
over there at Hallis Hall are so afraid of what it's going to take to win. Now, mm -hmm. Brian's saying it. You're afraid to win. Well, Bruce Arians obviously was going to be that guy that didn't mince words and that got it right. And uh, Mark Tressman might have wrote a book on leadership, but on the yeah. sideline, he lacked it. And my uncle, you know, I, I won't throw him under the, the bus, Mark Tressman, that is, but my uncle told me, you know, he he coached with Mark. He knew Mark yeah. with uh, from Cleveland. And he yeah. said, listen. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, he's I calling right now. He's, he's saying, calling, don't, he's, share don't, this, say don't share this. Don't share this. Don't share this story. But he said he wasn't a great leader of men. And that turned mm -hmm. to be the truth. And it's not hindsight. It was just what we knew. So the long answer, there's truth in what Brian's saying about Phil Emery. But right. I'm going to be on the unpopular side, I think. It's almost like when someone passes on. Yeah, they might have been a jerk, but somehow everybody everybody turns the story a little bit. That everybody comes to their defense. Like what yeah, a great guy, guy he was. What a he great was... guy that guy was. So I hate to put it in there, that term, but there is there no, but there is you know there is something to be said. You know, if you they were kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. The Bears, even though the ten and six record looked pretty good, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't a dominant ten and six. There were not a threat to win the Super Bowl per per se. I just always felt that because the defense was so good, who are you bringing in? You know, I guess maybe that's the hindsight of going in and saying, well, if you're bringing him in to bring in Mark Tressman, then why didn't you just bring in Mark Tressman to be the offensive coordinator? Because if you ever spend time with Mark Tressman, he's actually a very nice person. Oh, and so I, I really, I, him. Yeah. I, I, I hate trashing him, but I think that it's also, I, I always feel too, like, because a lot of the former players who I work with, We'll ask, like, how can you say this about so-and-so or what do you, like, what, who are you or whatever? Like, Listen, like, I don't think that he's a terrible person. Like, I think he's a nice guy. I think Matt Nagy is probably a nice guy as well. You know, I know people who know Matt Nagy who yeah. are like, he's a great guy. And I'm like, I would never say any, like, there was, like, I felt like there were a lot of instances where Matt Nagy did do, like, some good things and was very positive. I go, I just don't think he was a head coach. Like, you can sit here, you could like me. You could like me and then be like, Adam, you should not be playing third base for the LA Angels. I can't take offense to that. I shouldn't be. Right. I'm good enough. I know that I probably shouldn't be. I think that I can hit the ball a little bit, but I wouldn't be able to field that position. I'm left-handed. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. But the thing, like, you can, yeah, you'd be like, you're not suited for this job. Like, I I, I like not, you. I think yeah. you should be on Good Morning Football. Oh, stop. I'll be on just uh, July, July 11th. The 50, by the way. I will tell you right now that if you're one of those people who likes to tweet in and be like, I hate when ranks on the network, oh uh, you're going to hate July. You're going to hate July. I'm just going to tell you right now. You're really? going to hate July. I could probably hate July through February. And then who knows? They use me in the off season as well. So I, you can't get rid of me. I compare you to, what was his name? The neighbor in Family Matters, Urkel. Urkel. You know, Urkel was just a write-in, right? He was supposed to be just not. All of a sudden, Urkel became the show. That's Urkel where you was the show. So you're the Urkel of Good Morning Football, and some people might think of that as a negative. I no, think that's a, a positive. Oh, that's you that's a positive. You have to know what you're talking about and understand what side characters mean, and exactly. people who become bigger than they should. And then there's other people who go the other way. You think of like Jar Jar Binks. You know, George <laughs> Lucas intended that character to be 
big. Like he was going to yes. be the merchandise grab, like everybody, he was going to be beloved. They write him out of the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually leads to the fall of the, of the Republic. So, you know, I would rather be Urkel who, and by the way, in the later seasons of Family Matters, Jamil White becomes like this cool, sophisticated yeah. guy. So I, I, I will take that. But, you know, they, um, they hired the Jar Jar Banks of the NFL. Delightful, Mark Tressman. But again, Bruce Arians was there for the taking. I know it, it is weird to be to be thinking about old stuff like this. But I guess when you have this, you know, we, we're at the, the time of the year where we yeah. can kind of reminisce and Erlacher's bringing it up and people want to talk about it. And I, I don't know. And I, I guess, too, the, the Mike Martz thing oh. is always my, like, that guy, like – I love that you have this offense that worked once. Right. That you're like, we're going to try to replicate it everywhere. It's like, no, it doesn't. It's like when you, it's like when somebody finds a formula for a movie. I think Gary Marshall was, a, a although he's passed away. I, I know everybody talks about how great his movies were. Um, but he found a formula of the rom-com and then tried to recreate it every time. You're like, nope, it was fine once. It's yeah. not working. This It's a money grab. And so I think Mike Martz got so enamored with what he did one season Right. Uh, and remember, Mike Bart somehow worked that into like getting Dick Vermeil retired um, and then went out and he gets all these offensive court. Finally, they, they stopped hiring him. And if yes. it was not for his old friend, Lovey Smith, trading away Greg, Ol- like that would have I would have hung up. I would have fired him on the spot for even suggesting to trade Greg Olson. I think that was, that was huge, huge, huge mistake. In Chicago, I mean, two of those names right there, Thomas Jones and Greg Olson, when you look, because there was a moment in time, and we always talk about the Chargers game with Jay Cutler broke his thumb, that -hmm. you really felt like offensively the Bears had both the defense and the offense put together. Now, in 1995, Eric Kramer was playing so lights out with Curtis Conway and Jeff Graham uh, and you just felt that, but the defense was not there for us. So the, the Bears yeah. have never put it together. And it all starts right where we're talking. Lovey Smith, Dick Jerron, Mark Tressman, Matt Nagy, all of these guys. Now, Lovey, to his credit, had a foundation of what he believed in. And that I respect, and I respect all his uh, former players, speaking up for him and to bring it full circle for the first time in a long time, I'm seeing a head coach, not just use these acronyms, but believe in the importance of being maniacal in the effort, in the understanding that fundamentals win football games. Everybody's Mm -hmm. talented in the NFL. We all know that we throw around these terms, right, Adam, and you have been tremendous at, and, and such a uh, vulnerable guy when it comes to, listen, I'm fantasy. And this is what I say in fantasy. But when you pull back, everybody, the, all these guys are great. We throw around, this guy stinks. This yeah. guy stinks. At the end of the day, it's up to the coach to put these guys in a position where they are going to shine the brightest. And we haven't had those uh, leaders of men like that. Matt Nagy, I saw right away, was a shoe salesman. And <laughs> He just couldn't understand that it was players that were important, not plays. Plays Mm. don't win games. Players do. And it's up for you as a head coach to get it out of, get it out of it. If they hate you, 
I mean, we I always use Bill Parcells, not even Belichick. Those players hated him. Yeah. And ultimately turned around to love him because he gave them the hardest journey to become the best of who they could be. And that's what the Chicago Bears have lacked since Mike Dicka. You can hate Mike Dicka all you want. And the whole fiasco with Walter Payton not scoring, I get it. I get mm. it. But Mike Ditka was the front and center of your franchise, and he wasn't going to tolerate loafing or any BS on the football field. And and that's where the Chicago Bears la- – I mean, Adam, when me and you were young, it was a winning season, winning season, yeah. a bad season. We still won the North. We still won the black and blue division, right? So we haven't been there consistently winning ever. So I have a lot of high hopes because Poles and Eberflus have been saying for me as a football coach and a football coaching family, he's saying all the things I've never heard the coaches say for the Chicago Bears. And that means they've actually pushed, uh, I call them Millhouse. Ted Phillips. Oh my gosh. Background. Come and on. George and Ted, George is just a fan. He admits it. He's good. That's where, that's where you got to be. You, I love that. It's, I, it's, I know I'm, your place. What does yes. the rock say? Know your, know your role. I'm not going to say that to George. George is, one of my boss. George is one of my bosses. I cannot say <laughs> that to George. I will say it for you. George, George is a great dude. I think his heart I love, is in I it. I love the McCaskey family. I I think Stop his it. heart is in a good place. There, I think yes. Ted Phillips is that millhouse. It's the perfect character. He's always doing something negative, and hopefully this they, is going but, to change. But they did do – I mean, he has taken a step back. I mean, I think that is exactly. one of the things that they talked about. And, you know, whether we remember Ryan Pace in positive or negative lights down the road, mm-hmm. I really do – and I've said this on your show, the Tape Never Lies Network – and I've said it here on the Sick Podcast, which, by the way, you can listen to on AM 1530 WCKG Chicago. If you're doing it right now in your car, cool. Also, I want to let anybody know who's in their car right now. you got to bounce. You're going to go run to a soccer game or whatever it is. You can also download this podcast. We come at you twice a week. But I do. I, I know that I've said on the show, I go, the one thing about Ryan Pace that I know that in the short term right now, we still will make our jokes. And we'll talk about some of the missed picks and talking about drafting Mitch Trubisky. But mm-hmm. I did think I do believe that he said a lot of things in motion that are that are going to end up being positive for this team. Number one, I think it's not reporting to Ted Phillips, which I like Ted. He's the business side of the guy. Go build the stadium in Arlington Park or Arlington Heights. That's fine. I think that answering directly, having Ryan Poles answering directly to the family is where you want to be at this point, yeah, where we absolutely. should be. They brought in an assistant GM which I think Ryan Pace would have liked, didn't get. But I think that they learned from it. And I think that that's the one thing that I I do appreciate about the McCaskies over the last couple of years is it feels like they're learning. Like, oh, we probably do need a bigger stadium. Oh, we probably do need a bigger infrastructure. We probably do need to put more emphasis on scouting and things like that, which is what Ryan Poles is going to do. So ultimately, I think we're in a lot better place. And we have a coach who, like you said, I want to say it's kind of like Eddie Kingston in AEW, a guy who lives the gimmick. Like, Eberflus is not putting on a show. Like, there are times where you would look at Matt Nagy's, like the whole thing with his house, with the the, the, the plays on the wall. 
the like that that to me seems like like an like an Instagram influencer trying to let everybody know like look, look at what a coach that I am like totally I'm a great. coach where Matt Eberflus goes out there lives the gimmick gets the team in trouble because they're practicing too hard that is the kind of coach that we need in Chicago hey, listen there's I always use the analogy a head coach is like the plumbing of the house. Like you can't just say I'm worried about my room when you're the head of the household. You have to worry about the whole house. So yeah. any leak is a problem. And that's where Matt was so stuck in his Greek diner menu play sheet <laughs> that he didn't pay attention to the game. He didn't see that David Montgomery is the identity of what it is you wanted to do in order to transition for a young quarterback or any offense. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I know every fan of me and the network, the Tate Never Lies Network, knows where I stand with David Montgomery. And I think he is somebody that's so underappreciated because his coach was neglectful. You think it was yeah. neglectful? You, uh, I agree with you about uh, Ryan Pace. There's certain things that he did that unfortunately later on in life, you're going to look back and say, wow, that was a good pick. I'm that was a good that, decision. Yeah. Right. 100%. But, but that's, you know, that's par for the course with GMs. It's the coach. It's I always said this and I'll say it again on your show. If I hadn't said it before, the head coach, unfortunately, in football is the most important thing is the most important free agent because that is going to set the precipice of what it is you're going to do. Your culture, the the punishment, the expectations, as well as the decisions in critical situations. There's no recognition for uh, Matt Nagy's downfalls uh, better than you know the play before Parkey goes and kicks the yeah. field goal. You could have ran another play and got a first down and maybe gotten closer. We don't talk about these things, but a, a Bill Belichick does that. And all of a sudden, you're going on to the Super Bowl. These things that are in the minutia of the game, that was totally, again, unfortunately, it affects you, Ryan Pace, for deciding Matt Nagy was the, the leader of the ship. Now, yeah. David Montgomery, back to that, I just think he's going to have a huge year. And I believe that Iberflus understands the importance of running the football where past practices are. We want to – and I think – this is starting from the top. I think Ted Phillips and, and the family wanted to see a modern day NFL. I want to yeah. throw the football. I want, of I want big play, right? Big yeah. plays are nice. You would hear that from Matt Nagy, but you don't get there unless you run the football. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, there's been a recipe for success. It might not be, you know, shiny and bright for the fantasy and the blogs, but it, yeah. it is going to help you win at the end of the day. And that's the most important. That's run the ball, find the best five offensive linemen. And all of a sudden, Justin Fields growth is going to happen more quickly than you would uh, probably expect because the running game is going to then open up action and receivers are going to get open at them. In a yes. game of inches, seconds create those inches, right? So right. if you're afraid, wait, I got to step in the wrong direction because I David Montgomery's killing us. Right. Now all of a sudden, Darnell Mooney and uh, Pringle 
and the young your boy Valus Jones all of a sudden yeah, is gone. Now all of a sudden that separation is Kansas City like. That's mm-hmm. eight yard separation. Any quarterback worth their grain of salt better hit that. And I think Justin Fields is going to shine it bright with yeah. this coach, with with the hustle and the expectations alone from his team. So it to me, we look back at these things and hopefully. I always tell my son, he's like, I'm sorry, daddy. I made a mistake. I go, that's good. That's the number one way that we learn as human beings. We make mistakes. It's those that keep continuing, McCaskies, to make oh, those same come on. mistakes. They're not. It's the definition they've, of insanity. Now, they're, now they've now they done course it. course correcting. They're, I think they're the course it. correct was putting Ted back. I'm, yeah. I'm dead honest. That's fine. And, that, and that's I, where I, it again. is. Some people, see, he's good. Some people are good at uh, paying bills and keeping the accounts right. Other people he, are good at football. That's fine. I don't think anybody disagrees with you there. I will say, though, as you're sitting here talking about David Montgomery, the player yes. you're talking about is Khalil Herbert, right? Because, Sammy, do we have this tweet for FanFest? Oh, so, listen, I, I'm, oh, I'm, my God. This I don't think that you have a – I don't think you had a, had a visceral – I was worried about you because this came out the other day. Uh, the Bears are, at, and I'm sorry for anybody who's listening to us on AM 1530 WCKG in Chicago. You can't see this, but I know you saw the tweet from the Bears. The save the date, the family fest is set for August 9th. Uh, get the get get your tickets yes. and uh, come out and watch the Bears practice. And the promotional photo is, as you would figure, it is uh, Justin Fields. It's it's uh, Cole Komet. And, of course, our top running back, uh, wait, Khalil Herbert. Uh Ooh. How Matt? Okay, no cussing. We're on I the radio. We're promise. on the radio. You you had a problem. What are the call letters again? W C W C K G W C K G. Yes. A M fifteen thirty. A M fifteen thirty. No no swears. I am. I mean, very, if they can keep, if they can keep Olin and Jason clean, they got to yes. keep us clean. They, I will keep you clean. I know <laughs> Olin's probably with me on this. <laughs> uh, we don't agree on Mustafer, but we'll agree on this. I think the letdown is the media, public relations people, or social media. The social media. The, them dropping the ball here is oh. is terrible. It's an embarrassment, honestly. It's nationally. Not an embarrassment. Yes, because it's there not is an the, what there is. A travesty that has taken place. Now, Mike, and before you develop, well, they got a new coach. They got a new GM. Well, Mike Ditka was, uh, was hired in the 80s, right? Yeah. Walter Payton was drafted in 1975. That Walter Payton is going to grace the cover of any promotion of any family yeah. fest, any preseason game, whatever. And Fair you enough. could put Mike Singletary, you could put Dan, you could put whatever, but it's always going to be Peyton. Yes. And that letdown for us East Coasters seeing David Montgomery not there is a travesty on of epic it, proportions because he's and, been neglected by the oh. head coach. He's been neglected by the offensive line, and he's still so productive. He's still so dynamic his effort every sunday is on tape yes. amazing it's not uh, like i'm making wonderful this up. player i'm no. not going 
uh, with Tom Jackson and Chris Berman. Back, back, back. Let, let's do a couple <laughs> highlights. I'm looking at a play that's blocked wrong. Inside zone, for example, blocked wrong. Right. A guy comes clean. He jukes that guy, stiff arms another guy, and is into the, you know, into the linebacker driving two more guys for a gain of four. That should have been a minus six. Right. This is the kind of football player that gets overlooked. And I always say Chicago can't have nice things because when they do have them, they trade Thomas Jones. They trade Greg Olson. They, and I know you love Jay and I defended Jay too, but they defend oh, those guys, but they don't defend the guy that gives his heart. And soul. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm the, I'm the biggest proponent of saying that that Greg Olson trade was one of the worst. Okay. I know. Worst I know. deals of all time. I'm with you. And David Montgomery, I know for some people this, oh, it's my new, it's a message. It's a, me it's the wrong one. What has Khalil Herbert done? A couple good I, games here and there. I mean, what David yeah. Montgomery has done in the face of a coach that was just coaching negligence, it was malpractice. Yes. And for what he's been able to do, forget all these stat scouts, just watch yeah. the tape. As I say, the tape never lies, Sammy. The reality is David Montgomery will, and put this in your bank, if barring injury, he is going to shut up so many of these stat boys, these blog boys. He Wait a going, minute. I'm am, I one of these, am I one of these guys? No. I think okay. you've defended David I Montgomery did. to the ninth. I want, Khalil I want is a great number two back. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. I, I, I want to say a couple, a couple of things. I do want to talk a little bit more about David Montgomery because it's worth talking about. Because no, it, it's not just. I will say this: yes. it's the social media team. These are typically kids that are <laughs> underpaid, underappreciated. They they could commiserate with David Montgomery. The social media teams around the NFL uh, do not make a lot of money. They're out there working their butts off. It might have been an oversight from something. I don't think that this was like Eber Flues being like, you make sure Khalil, like he has no allegiance to either I one of these guys at this person. Eber Flues, listen, again, a 50-year-old man who's all about ball, doesn't probably doesn't probably doesn't own a Twitter account. I'm sure of it. Maybe his kids possibly do, or whatever. Yeah. He does not run a Twitter account. He doesn't care. He doesn't know about that. None of this stuff matters. I will tell you this. And I wanted to say this because I was listening to your show the other night and I set you up a little bit because I wanted to just defend him. By the way, Sammy, pull up what they did today for me. For me. Let's let's show that one. Look at what, look at how they made good. Look they at put that. my locker right next to Justin Fields. Again, for those of you who are listening and to us. Who's, on who's next to you there? David Montgomery. There you go. I'm, I've moved I've moved Kari Blazen game aside. I'm going to be the new fullback as I'm wearing number 44. Actually, I could be the edge guy. I'm going to replace – I'm going to replace Bobby Quinn if he's unable to go. If we trade him. I'll come in. I'll, no, I'll play opposite. Listen, no, I don't want to. I don't want to listen. I don't want to get into that. And I don't even care that he missed camp. And we could talk. We'll talk. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. But look, they did a nice thing for your boy here. They they're, did. They're a they're delightful. Doing, they're, doing, they're doing one for me. Can you believe it? I love them. So if the Bears social media team is listening to us, if Alex is listening by any chance, listen, we love you guys. We're not going to hold this against you. It's going to be okay. something that we look at and we'll laugh about. Can I, they I swear, write a formal I, I, apology? I, can, no, no, no. Here's the thing, Bill. I work in I work social media jigs. These kids are great. Okay. Sometimes they they get they just you know the stakes are made and they're they're so earnest and they're they're trying so hard. 
So I feel like let's be cool. And by the way, they do not control who shows up the training camp or not. So do not I'm hit not our saying. social media. I know it's not you, but I'm people who listen. That to me, I don't think is – I'll tell they, them, Alex, that was a terrible <laughs> decision. And you he, need to apologize he, for it. Listen, hopefully not, they he doesn't that. need to apologize. He doesn't. <laughs> I know that there's David another, himself. There's been another series. I'm tired listen. of David getting Goliath. What if he's what if he get what if it gives him the chip on the shoulder? He's what if that drives <laughs> he's coming in with a chip? But yeah, well, I, I think well, I was, he saw that. Actually, well, what about, I know what, 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 okay. Well, what's worse though? Yes. Okay? Our, okay. Our our hardworking social media department, who by the way does an excellent job. We love them. The sick podcast, All right. the sick podcast, and the tape never lied network. We can listen, we're family. This is the thing. Yes. They, like your son, like when your son came to you and said, Dad, I made a mistake. This is the social media department's learning moment. We have an amazing social media department. They do great things. And I know um, they got some heat for something the else. Sick or the Bears? I just want clarity for the radio. Okay, first of all, we love the sick podcast. We love the okay. Tape Never Lies Network. The okay. sick podcast supports the Chicago Bears social media team. There you go. Don't harangue them. I hold them accountable. That's I fair. I will support them when they fix this issue and i think they will because they will david montgomery is going to have something to say well what about his feet but who was it was it pro football focus or was it some rando like fantasy guy who had david montgomery like 25th 29th like it was insanity like we're talking about a guy who could legitimately be considered a top 10 running back he is coming from an organization or matt eberflus is coming from an organization where Jonathan Taylor exactly was the leading rusher. Here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor had more yards after contact than any other running back had rushing yards in total. So Nick That's Chubb was crazy. second with, I think, 1,200 rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor had more after contact. And they're bringing that attitude to Chicago. Mm -hmm. I believe that a lot of people, and this is, this is your little fantasy note of the week, you are going to rue the day if you pass up on David Montgomery this season, because I, I honestly believe that he's a, where would you rank him? Like I know we're, we're bears homers and everything like that, but I think the bear, I, I think he's a top 10 guy, at least, he's at least. Definitely in the top 10. I mean, you have to look at it um, by the tape. That's, that's the thing. I, me and my father do a show on our patron side, X's with the O's and my father, as you said, hall of fame, head football coach here in Connecticut. And we popped in four David Montgomery games, just random cutups that we did. And to see my father's eyes light up, like, mm -hmm. are you kidding me? Are you kidding? How is he doing this? And he's not being recognized. It's because, and it's no offense to Adam. I, it's a fantasy football world. Oh, it's a fantasy. It's a Madden. How fast is he on Madden? Oh, little kids say he stinks because he's run. He's at eighty-four speed or whatever it is. Yeah, this doesn't correlate with the tape. So that's why I get so fired up in defense because I'm looking at the tape and I gave you almost like uh, a little like what we call forward in regards to what he had to deal with on one play on an inside yeah. zone. This is constant. It was ha happening all the time. 
his rookie year and it happened last the year before after that and then again this past year so now to uh my guy adam rank's point my brother here you get a guy that believes in rhythm of a runner for example let me just stay here because i think it's important for the listener oh you he's average here's a guy that busts a run for 17 yards and he's immediately taken out of the game by Matt Nagy thereafter. That is negligence. And that is when you feed the animal. You give Walter Payton the ball again. You ever see Mike Ditka? You don't take Walter out. You don't take Thomas Jones out after 28-yard run, stiff arm, breaks out. of. He's fired up. He's not tired. He's a professional athlete. Yeah. He's got every ab muscle flexed coming out when he's coming back in, right? You keep feeding him or action game off of it. You take him out, and this happened over and over and over again. Think about all those yards that these people rank players, no pun intended, on those yards. And let's go with a coach that's going to feed the animal. Then talk to me. And again, I'll preface this with, and this isn't a cop-out, barring injury, David Montgomery is going to lead and be in the top three in this league in rushing and receiving. Because let me tell you, coming out of Iowa State, that Mm -hmm. head coach at Iowa State, number one, is a tremendous head coach. But he even said it himself, and I watched it on the tape when he was coming out. We talked about a draft day, me and you. He was my number one back over the kid – that went to the Raiders from Bama. Josh Jacobs, yeah. Jacobs. This kid can run routes like a receiver. And some of the catches he makes are amazing. And I know I get labeled, I I love David too much. No, the tape, as my wife said this morning, she's like, I saw you getting fired up. (laughs) And I go, yeah, I love David. And she's like, yeah, because of what he does on the eggs. I go, how does my wife get it? But some of these fanboys don't. Like, I'm not that guy. If a guy stinks for the Bears, yeah, you're going to hear about it from me. I'm not – we don't ever uh, prescribe to meatballism. We never do. We do We're not yet. Yeah. We're anti-meatball. Yes. On this show, the Sick Podcast is anti-meatball. <laughs> Dave Never Life Network is anti-meatball. Anti. Anti-meatball. We almost we, fired uh, Bratcher last night for being <laughs> <laughs> I heard a little bit of that. My kids started pulling me away from the show. But uh, that is – but, again, like the thing is, I really do believe that he's going to be given an ample opportunity. And I still believe that Khalil Herbert will have a role on this team. Last season Absolutely. with Luke Getze was on that Green Bay Packers staff. Aaron Jones was amazing. Him exactly. and A.J. Dillon – were, I believe, the, you, only, the only tandem in the NFL. I could be mistaken. If so, I apologize. But I believe that they're the only tandem in the NFL who top 1,100 scrimmage yards, both of them combined. And, again, when people go out there and they love to say, like, oh, who are, who are the Bears' weapons? Like, who are the Bears' weapons? Like, look at what the <laughs> Packers did last year. And, obviously, the quarterback is excellent. But right. they had Devontae Adams. And the rest of the receivers are just mid-card guys. Like, honestly, like they're not superstars. They had Bob Tunyon, whose best year was two years ago. 
They had a great running back tandem, and they made it work. And if that's what Luke Getze is coming in to do, and you're coming in with a head coach who last year, he was on the defensive side of a team that had Jonathan Taylor, but still, he comes from that philosophy. And to me, when Ryan Poles started to put this team together, and we all had our ideas of what kind of coach should come in, and you know, I was particularly a big Dayball guy. But when I saw what Ryan Poles was trying to do and who he's bringing in and the identity, and you talk about this all the time, the Bears now, to me, have an identity. And I know a lot of these Connor Ors who's been on this show, and we love Connor. Um, there's other people who come on, and they, they, they want to act like this Bears team has no clue what they're doing. People are acting like they're not going to win games. People are acting like, listen, I, I'm, I'm just reporting this. I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but I'm just reporting this story is that, and this was out in the NFL. I hope that I don't get in trouble for saying this, but people, there's a, there, I guess in Vegas, you can bet on win totals. I don't know what this means. A lot of people for whatever, I don't know how this works. A lot of people think the bears are going to win less than six games, which to me is absolutely laughable. It, I cannot I subscribe to that at all. I If they want eight games, seven games with a shoe salesman coaching, I, I hate to repeat myself, but the most important position is the head coach in football. It is. Mm -hmm. It's so important, and it's not fantasy related. It's not anything. It's the foundation of what you've been, you talked about, the identity, the culture, the expectation. Right now, Connor Orr is is going down a river without one because he doesn't understand the Chicago Bears have a lot of hidden talent that was neglected by the former head coach. And I think the Bears are three to four wins better just by removing Matt Nagy. That's a God's honest truth of watching the amount of tape that I've had to watch to study this football team I will go in any arena with anybody about the Chicago Bears and come out victorious when it comes to understanding the personnel and the misuse of it. It was terrible. There was politics over the performance. There was players that should have been on the field that weren't on the field. And I use the example of David Montgomery. Just you don't take that yeah. guy out till he taps his helmet that he needs a right. break. You know, that's the kind of stuff. And you use Aaron Jones. As a perfect example, over in Green Bay, that guy understands what is his place is, runs his butt off, and is able to, to get big yards, big plays, and, and help his quarterback down the football field thereafter because the run is going to open up the pass. That is never going to change. It's never going to change no matter – it's a passing league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to run the football. It's still going to be that way. And I think you're 100% right here. The way the smart money, I'll say it for Adam, you want to win yeah. some money, put it the over on the six games. No doubt in my mind. I officially don't know what any of that means. Um, <laughs> but I'll say, and you know, the, the funny thing is, when you think about the NFL, it's a passing league and everything like that. Aaron Rodgers attempted fewer passes than the Bears quarterbacks combined last year because they ran the football so effectively. Like, you don't want your quarterback to be in a position where he has to throw for 5,000 yards. Matt Ryan, until last season, 
Matt Ryan had gone 10 consecutive years throwing for at least 4,000 yards. Last year, that record or that streak was snapped. The Falcons did not win a Super Bowl. Obviously, they blew one famously, but that is not a recipe for winning football games. It's a recipe for winning your fantasy football championship. And when we're looking at, you know, when we're looking at players, we're looking at systems, we're like, hey, we want we want teams with bad defense that are going to be behind in a lot of games and doing all that stuff because they're going to have to throw the football. That is a detriment. Like that is a thing. And Aaron Rodgers somehow gets away with it because he throw, you know, he's still because he's a, he's a good quarterback, obviously. Yes. You want to be in that situation where you run the ball so much that it annoys the fantasy enthusiast. Like I was on with Scott Pioli, my friend Scott Pioli, one of the smartest guys I know. Anytime I'm Scott Pioli, anytime he agrees with me, I always feel like, yeah, you know, like Scott Pioli likes what I'm saying. It's like, ah, Rank, you make a great point. You're like, hell yeah, you know, I want to hug him through the screen. But we were talking about this, and it, you know, as much as the New England Patriots have won over the years, outside of that 2007 season, there was a there was almost bland fantasy football wise, because they ran the football so effectively, even Sean McVay, the two coaches who run the ball most, especially inside the, inside the five yard line mm-hmm. are Bill Belichick and Sean McVay. This is what to be in the be. Super Bowl. Oh, every year, every year, those guys are in the Super Bowl. It seems like. So I think, and even last year with Joe Burrow playing so well, that probably doesn't happen unless Joe Mixon has his career year. Austin, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess that, People are just, they're fascinated with shiny things. And I get caught up in it too. And I made the mistake earlier before the draft season of being like, I want to go all offense. And that turned out to be a mistake. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad they don't listen to me. I'm glad Ryan Poles is doing his own thing. And he goes that the fantasy guy from the NFL network, like he's cool. I like him. I like that he likes the Bears. Don't always need to listen to him. But I think that they're building the, the correct way. And I think that with that secondary coming along the way that it's going to, I, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous to think that this team's going to lose less or win less than six games. I totally agree with you. And then, you know, to my partner's credit, Shane Marsaw, you said it right. Look at that earlier. I'm I don't think that I'm saying it right. You did say you were nervously saying it right. I was saying it how he likes it to be said, but I still think it's wrong. <laughs> you need it to be Marsaw. Sure. You need it to be Mar- sure. Marsaw. Marsaw. That would be Montreal, they would say it. Exactly. Sammy Sammy is in my ear right now telling me that it's really Marsaw. I don't care what he says. Somewhere somewhere along the bloodline, somebody messed up that name. We're like, no, we're Marsaw. Yes. I well, to his credit, you know, you look at warning everybody, hey, don't be surprised. And we were saying this for months on our network that the Bears go defense. Yeah. And my father, to his credit, Mm -hmm. said, listen, you look at the Chicago Bears and I won't use the term that he used, (laughs) but he said, you know, you look at the secondary and they're not very tough. Yeah. Coming from, you know, watching them. You have this one game against the Minnesota Vikings where all of the starters are out Mm -hmm. and it just so happened to be the most physical the most hustle, the probably yeah. the best performance by the defense last season with all these young bucks out there playing. Why? For their jobs. The yeah. culture lacked, the talent and the toughness lacked. Even with Eddie Jackson getting paid 
and he did not play up to what he, he's getting paid. A top two safety in the league playing like he's a you know a, a, a practice squad player. He had mm-hmm. to look in the mirror. So far, he's owned it. And, he, and hopefully, I was worried about him buying into what Eberflus is preaching and the philosophy, but so far, he's done that. When the pads come on, we're yeah. going to see because he lacked the toughness. Now, to your point, you got my guy, Brisker, man. This yeah. kid is, I say it's Brian Erlacher and Mike Brown had a child. That's <laughs> Brisker. That's yeah. what you're going to get in the secondary. And him and a lot of people hated me way back, Adam, when I said, listen, you don't want to let Adrian Amos walk. He is yeah. he is cement to, for the house. Yeah. He is the guy that fills the alley, communicates, understands the game, does the film study, love, and he was a big loss, more yeah. so than anybody thought. They gave because he didn't have interceptions, Adam. Oh. Tackling is most important at the end of the day. Don't let Eddie fool you. But anyway, now to your point, Kyler Gordon, he comes in here. Football he, player. Football player. The ballerina stuff and the laughter that the Vikings fans and Packer fans are 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 saying or whatever. Walter Payton did ba- uh, ballet. Lynn so Swan did, Lynn did ballet. Swan. So did Herschel Walker. Uh, this uh, to maybe, loosen up maybe this, we don't need that last one. <laughs> maybe maybe some of the other shows on this station will like that, but not this one. But anyways, <laughs> so anyway, to, Kyler Gordon is going to be a real surprise for people those two players are two starters that you're able to get in the second round you didn't have a first round pick because you traded away from justin fields that's fine and that's where you're getting two starters sign me up and your boy valus jones comes in there listen i would be lying to you if i wanted valus jones i really wanted alec pierce that's the guy that i really we were we were we were on the air when valus jones was, was drafted Yes, and you can go back and you can go back and check the receipts because I know that we all had like kind of a stoic reaction. Yes. But thankfully, I had had a conversation with somebody on Twitter about Bayless because somebody mm-hmm. randomly, like before the draft, it was so amazing. Somebody randomly asked me, and I obviously remembered him from USC, and he had a big play against UCLA. He did some nice things, but remember the the Clay Helton era of the of the USC oh, Trojans, one of the worst since Mike Smith. So you can throw all that stuff out. And then because, and listen, this is one of the things that I think that you and I always will will put out there to people. Like if we don't know, we will tell you, exactly. okay? I had, we had familiarity with Bayless Jones because we like football. Yeah. I didn't really keep track of him after he went to Tennessee. Living on the West Coast, I don't watch a lot of Tennessee games. I have small children. I can't sit here and watch college football religiously like I used to five, seven years ago. When I went back and watched Bayless Jones, then you're like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Like, yeah, this guy, yeah, perfect. Exactly. Like, and I think it's one of the things, and I think that's one of the things that, um, one of the things that will be possible, like one of the things that people will recognize as we get closer and we start going through training camp, like, oh, wow, this guy can play. Well, I think you made the great point that day as we covered the draft on the network, the Tape Never Lies Network. If you're not subscribed, head over to YouTube, check it out. Um, you made the great point about maturity and there's something to be said when you're building a new culture to sit down and back to my original point, I don't get the opportunity, nor does Adam, 
even though you've met Bayless now, but pre-draft, we don't get the opportunity like a GM to know the man, know the person, know what you know makes them work, what makes them tick. And there's certain ways that you could find out if somebody truly loves the game of football. When I watch Bayless's tape, there's no doubting that that 4-3-1 speed translates into football speed too. There's yeah. some guys that do not have that. Bayless has he's, he's fast in the pads. Oh yeah. He's fast in the pads, but he's also tough. This is a physical, tough guy that's not afraid of contact. And to have that kind of speed and to have that kind of toughness and agility, this is something. And I'll say this. It was told to me by one of his now teammates that Justin Fields sat down with Ryan Poles and picked out six receivers that he wanted. With Ryan Poles, Valus Jones was one of those receivers. So to... To be included and to identify the person that you want to build your future with, I think that needs to be recognized a little bit that the young quarterback identified this kid as somebody he wants to have a part of his growth in Chicago. And we know, as I said, Chicago can't have nice things. We haven't had a quarterback drafted uh, this high since Mitch Trubisky. So yeah, here's- don't bring up don't bring up old stuff like that. That is, <laughs> we're only talking about the positive, and you know I yes. know we're we're coming close to the end of the show here, especially for those of us listening to us on AM fifteen thirty WCKG in Chicago. This is every Friday. We're expected to have Bayless Jones next week joining us. Wow. Not, you know, they're on vacation, so we're hopeful. Bayless has been very cool with us, so we appreciate him uh, agreeing to be you know, part of the show. So we look forward to doing it. Phil, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Be sure to like and subscribe the, the Tape Never Lies Network. Uh, give us a listen. We'll be back Tuesday night with Take It to the Rank. I think Carmen Vitali will be joining us again. So until that time, Sammy, why don't you go ahead and play us out? And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.